Folks, welcome into Free Money Football, where we do the research to make you the money on the NFL, baby. And I'm your host, Ty B. We got Meerkat and some guy named Steve joining us yet again. We're here to talk about NFL award winners and Super Bowl futures. Yes, we're talking about betting the long haul. It's not just week to week that you could win money. You can make some money starting out very early in this season. And you got to be looking at some of these odds. You know, with with some big wide eyes, uh, looking at it after some of these, you know, uh, we're seeing you know guys going down with injury now. We're seeing guys put up spectacular numbers in the preseason. Meerkat, everything is finally culminating. We're just a little over a week away from real NFL football. How are you feeling? You know me, man. I'm <laughs> just my skin is crawling. I can't wait. Like I can't even wait for more than pre- the, just the preseason this weekend. Still, just give it all to me. I told myself I wasn't going to be betting on preseason football, and here I am <laughs> betting on every single game. I can't wait to get to the regular season. We're two weeks out. Thanks for the correction there, Robbie Ryan. Uh, but I, I just really can't wait. Just between watching it, enjoying it, our Bills obviously prime for a huge year, and the gambling aspect because we're going to have so many plays for you guys and football i don't know about you guys it's my best sport oh yeah definitely stevie i know you're a big big football guy as well we're almost there we're getting so close i can't wait i had my fantasy draft with my friends from home this past weekend and it just got me all in football mode you know you have your team season i can't wait and today's show i have been the most excited about of any of our preseason shows Mm -hmm. these are where you make the money we're not talking about win totals anymore that are close to even odds either way these are these high odds you can have a couple dart throws here these are some big money makers throw them in some parlays i can't wait to talk about the futures today Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's get right into it. No no need to mess around here. And we're going to start with some youngsters and some offensive youngsters that could put up some big numbers this year. We're talking about the offensive rookie of the year to get things started. No tight end has ever won offensive rookie of the year. So don't even think about betting Kyle Pitts. You're going to lose your money. Don't just give your money away. That's what we're here to do the research for. You probably didn't know that no tight ends ever won. You would have expected someone to have a breakout year. No, never happened. Not happening this year, especially playing on that Falcons team. So what am I thinking here? It's gone to a quarterback in five of the last 10 seasons, but it's never happened in more than two seasons consecutively. Past two winners, both quarterbacks. I'm looking at a different position. So I'm looking eh, running back. I don't think any running backs are going to necessarily have a huge season coming in right away. But at the receiver position, we saw last year, Justin Jefferson have a big year, finish second in voting for our offensive rookie of the year. Only the only, Actually, the only guy to get votes outside of Justin Herbert. So I'm looking at receiver again. I'm going with Devontae Smith on this one. We saw him have a breakout season last year for Alabama and go on to win the Heisman. No one expected it, and I don't think most people are expecting him to win Rookie of the Year. If he has chemistry early with Jalen Hurts, he could be the guy on that offense. So at 22-1, to I'm taking the flyer. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. I don't hate that because I was looking at it. You, you know, you have to go quarterback, receiver, running back. You brought up the tight end thing. And Najee Harris, I, I, I'm – Maybe would put some money on him, but I just don't love it with the situation he's in in Pittsburgh. The offensive line's not great. They're still a pass-first offense, even with noodle-armed Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Looking a little slim there. Got to give him a shout-out. And then I, when I look at the receivers, though, I don't 
just absolutely love any of their situations. Like Jamar Chase, my favorite receiver, not looking great this preseason, which scares me. Devonta Smith, I, he is my favorite of the bunch. I like that pick, Ty, but I, he's got to have to put up a monster season. Like Justin Jefferson put up monster numbers last year. And does he put up 1,200 yards in that Eagles offense this year? I, I'm not sure I see it. And then I'm looking at the quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, awful coach, awful team around him, really. He's already struggling in the preseason. Justin Fields, not going to start the season. Trey Lance, most likely not going to start the season, although I love him. He's a bit of a developmental guy. Mac Jones, I don't care about his practice today. I still hate him. He sucks. He's a human jar of mayo. Uh, But who does that leave? Unbiased here. Bills fans don't hate me. I'm going with Zach Wilson at plus 750. Uh I see the value there. Zach Wilson is a guy who can throw the ball deep. He can make plays with his feet. He's got a bit of swagger to him. You know, like I I called him a Mormon Johnny Manziel. He reminds me a bit of Brett Favre here and there as well with his arm. He's got a situation where he could succeed in uh, New York. New head coach who's competent. He's got a good receiving core. He's got a good offensive line around him. And all the faith in the world in him with this team right now just looked good in the preseason. So, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Zach Wilson here. Wow. First surprise, I think, of the show. I did not expect Meerkat to go with Zach Wilson. I know he's high on all these rookie quarterbacks, but going with the Mormon machine right there with Zach Wilson. I don't know if I would do it, Steve. Don't love it at just plus 750. Would probably want it to be a little higher if I'm touching it, but what are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Meerkat's call with Wilson because I'm with Meerkat. I don't love any of these rookie quarterbacks. I think the odds on Trevor Lawrence at 350 are just way too low when he's on the Jaguars, a horrible situation. That team could be bad. I don't think Urban Meyer is going to be a good NFL coach. So I'm staying off quarterbacks completely, and I'm going with a receiver. And I'm not going Devonta Smith, Ty. I'm going with the other one. I fell in love with this guy a couple of years ago. It's Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. There's many reasons, you know, to be afraid of Jamar Chase. He sat out a year. He hasn't looked good in the preseason. But I have watched this tape in college over 100 times, and he is mm-hmm. a superstar. He is a generational talent. And people forget that he was the number one receiver for that LSU championship team, not Justin Jefferson. And we all saw what Justin Jefferson did with his rookie season with Kirk Cousins. Now Jamar Chase, his first year in the NFL, he's probably going to be the number one or number two option on the Bengals. And he's reunited with his college quarterback, Joe Burrow. So there's really not going to be any type of chemistry issues there. It's just a matter of, is he ready to play? And I'm okay with him struggling in the preseason. Like I said, he sat out a year. You got to get the rust off somehow but i've seen the type of talent the athleticism this guy has at plus 1600 i think that's way too good a value to pass up on i love jamar chase this year yeah i the one trepidation i had taking chase over smith here because i would probably throw money at both of them if Mm -hmm. if i'm being honest i probably will but chase it's not like he's just struggling in like a rookie sense he's not figuring out the offense he's not getting open like he was dropping catchable passes which you know, we, yeah, you could say it's rust, but you shouldn't be that rusty dropping catchable balls the way he was. Um, I think if he can figure out how to make those plays, though, get his head into the game, he obviously has a great chance to win that one as well. So, Stevie, I do like that pick there with Jamar Chase. But let's hop over to the other side of the ball with the defensive rookie of the year. And in, for this one, an edge or a defensive end is one in three of the uh, five last seasons. But before that, it hadn't been since 2002. 
I think I'm going to ride with the trend. I think we're going to see another defensive end do it just because it is extremely tough for linebackers to come in and be as productive as a guy like Darius Leonard was a few years back when he won. I think he had like 150 tackles in that season as a rookie. You're not going to see that, I don't think, out of any of these guys. Um, Just because of the situations they're stepping in, none of them are really stepping into great defenses. And it makes it very tough, especially when the defensive line in front of you isn't at that top tier because then you run into problems where you're thinking of uh think about like the bills linebacking core here a little bit tremaine Edmonds when uh last season when people weren't double teaming star up the middle they're getting right off uh the defensive lineman getting right to that secondary uh core of uh, linebackers there and it makes it very hard so i think we're going to see that same issue for a lot of those guys so i'm looking at that defensive end position and i know it's a homer pick but Greg Russo at 20 to one, this man was one of the most efficient pass rushers in all of 2019 before he decided to sit out in 2020. This dude is an absolute force. He has multiple ways to rush the quarterback and he's not necessarily going to be the focus of defenses on that line. It, he's not, you know, that number one pass rusher. Cause you have Jerry Hughes opposite side, you got star and you have, Ed Oliver and all those other guys in the middle that are going to be eating up blockers. I think it puts him in a great situation and also in a good rotation where he's not going to be forced to play, you know, 70, 80% of snaps. He can probably take that back down to like 60%, get into some more pass rushing situations and really use his, his length and his speed to get after the quarterback, pin those ears back. Steve, am I wrong? Or what are you looking at? I just want to know how many snaps Gregory Russo is going to play, right? That's kind of the big question mark for me, and that's kind of where I'm going a different direction for my defensive player of the year. I like the pick. I don't really think it's a homework pick because he's looked dominant in the preseason. He looked dominant at college. There's really nothing that's going to talk me out of him at 20-1. to 1. But I'm going a complete different direction here. I'm actually taking someone from the secondary, and it's a little risky because in the past 10 years, only two members of the secondary have won Defensive Player of the Year. But I loved this guy in college. I love his spot, and it's Patrick Sertain of the Denver Broncos. The reason I love Sertain is he's joining an already very good defense. They're getting Von Miller back. They have an elite secondary. They have Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby. You got Simmons, and I believe it is Kareem Jackson as the safeties. And Sertain, the coaches have said, can play multiple positions. They've tried him as a weak side linebacker. They've tried him as a nickel corner. They've tried him on the outside as a corner, and they love him. He's big. He's not a small corner. He's six foot two, around 200 pounds, and he was making plays in all different types of ways at Alabama. Tackles, tackles for loss, pass deflections, interceptions. He can do everything. So I think there's a number of avenues, number of paths for Sertain to get Defensive Player of the Year or defensive rookie of the year, sorry, because he's not a one-trick pony. He's not that just man-to-man coverage corner. He's not, you know, just a physical hitter. He can do both. I love the situation, and I think the Broncos' defense is going to be very good this year, and it can be elevated by the play of Sertain. I think he's going to have a role from day one, and I think he's going to win the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I kind of like that too because you talked a little bit about his versatility. Most of the time, these young cornerbacks, if they're in coverage all the time, they're not necessarily putting up the tackle numbers. And unless you put up the interception numbers specifically, Mm -hmm. no one's really worried about PBUs or any of that for the most part. You're going to kind of get overlooked because people are seeing, oh, look at all these sacks and all these you know tackles. Just looking at these counting stats. But Meerkat, where are you going with your defensive rookie of the year? 
So I, I'm going chalk here. I know you were talking a little trash in the linebackers there for a minute, but I love Micah Parsons. If you listen to anything I said throughout the whole draft process, he is the best defensive player in this draft, maybe a top five player in the draft overall. Some off-the-field issues, sure, but has been an issue so far with Dallas and preseason and offseason everywhere. He's looked incredible for them. And what makes me believe in him, you see linebackers go to die in Dallas the past few years, whether it's Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch. Not that they're not, you know, getting decent numbers and stuff, but they haven't lived up to the hype. They're being tried to force into this defense. This year, the saving grace, Dan Quinn is their new defensive coordinator. He comes in and he straight up said, we are building this defense to Micah Parsons. We're not making him coming into our defense right now. We have that much faith in him from what we've seen from him already. We think he'd be that elite of a guy. And you brought Darius Leonard. That was my main comparison for him. He is like Darius Leonard. He's fast. He's strong. He's physical. He can come off the edge here and there. He bounces around the field and he eats up tackles everywhere on the field, sideline to sideline, goal line to goal line. He will rack up tackles. You saw Jalen Smith get some big tackle numbers, even though he was awful playing in that Dallas defense because front seven, not so great, which might hurt him there getting some sacks and stuff like that. But he's decent in pass coverage, and I think he can eat up a ton of tackles. He's in the spotlight in Dallas. I think he's just got every opportunity to win this. Only chalk pick I'm taking today. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the thing for me with that is what Dan Quinn are we going to get? Are we going to get Legion of Boom Dan Quinn or are we going to get him his defenses as a head coach Dan Quinn? And if he's it's Legion of Boom Dan Quinn, it. then, oh, I love that Parsons pick. But I don't know. We'll see what he does with that entire defense. Hopefully, you know, he's going to be getting all over the place. I do like Parsons. Not a traditional linebacker. That's why if you're going to go with any linebacker, go with the chalk then and take Micah Parsons because like Meerkat said, he has that versatility, can play in coverage well enough already and can uh, rush on the outside. He can blitz up the inside too if you need. So yeah, he brings it all for you there. And it's time to talk about some guys last season who didn't hit the mark for you, but this year on their way back, looking for a comeback player of the year. This award has been given out to quarterbacks Every year in 2008, except for four times, and that happened four years consecutively between 2014 and 2017. And I think we're going to be right on the quarterback uh, train yet again because you have two leading candidates there in Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow. For my money, I'm going with Joe Burrow in this one. I just think his numbers, just because of his uh, perception of being a younger quarterback, it's going to be more of a a comeback, more of a bounce back uh, than Dak, who's also going to probably get a lot of help from Zeke and uh, such in that running game. Stevie, you think this one goes chalk with some QBs or or do you really see McCaffrey or Barkley doing something crazy here? Well, this is actually one of the most stacked fields we've had for comeback player of the year I can remember in recent memory. But Ty, I think it's going to be very hard for Dak or Joe not to win this award just because they're going to have such an opportunity to win it. And I'm going to go as chalk as you can go, and I'm going with Dak Prescott. He was on a record-setting pace uh, last year before you know his horrific cramp injury. He was on pace for over 7,000 yards. He was averaging 422 yards per game on pace for 38 touchdowns, and he's got all the tools around him to succeed for the Cowboys this year. Their offensive line is healthy, and when healthy, it's one of the best offensive lines in football. He's got Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup as his three receivers, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard in the backfield. 
All Dak Prescott really has to do is just play the whole season and play well enough in order to win this award, in my opinion. I don't think he has to have any record-breaking or blow anyone out of the water. If Dak has a full season and a good season, I think he wins this award easy, and he also could get to it even if he doesn't have the best year and the Cowboys make the playoffs because, as we talked about, the NFC lease, that division is so weak that you know it, it's going to help him a lot more than I think Burrow because even if Burrow has a great year, the Bengals could still struggle. And if Dak and Burrow both play a full season, both play good years, I think they're just going to give the edge to Dak. I know plus 210 is just awful odds for a future like this, but think of it maybe as a little bit of parlay fodder for your futures, or just think of it as a straight-up pick. If you told me, hey, there's a straight bet tonight, plus 210 odds, I would love that. I'd say that's great value. I like Dak Prescott to win. But to your point, Ty, I don't see anyone winning besides the two quarterbacks. Yeah, it's a stacked field of guys. I mean, you look at some of the names, like people are going to want to bet on Saquon and Christian McCaffrey, but it's such a QB heavy award. The past three have been QBs, 10 of the last 15. And Dak, if it was Oz, I'm not touching it, especially with the shoulder issues going on right now. Like you need your shoulder to throw, especially if you're going to be throwing 400 yards a game that many times. But you got to remember now with Dak the and Zeke, that kind of connection being reinvigorated, they're saying like Zeke's going to be a focal point again. I, I'm not saying Dak doesn't have a great year, but the shoulder just scares me a bit. So I'm going to avoid that. I'm going with Ty here. Joey B plus 700. I love Burrow. He's got an improved O-line. He's got his best friend Chase now to go to an already good receiving core with him. And I took his we uh, earlier episode, I took his over um, uh, passing yards for this year because last year you take when he was healthy, put that over 17 games. He was on pace for over 4,700 yards, over 22 touchdowns. I mean, he looked good. He's got every opportunity in the world to come back, and the spotlight's going to be on him big time. So for the value, I'm definitely going Burrow. Yep, I think it's the right play there, Meerkat. And I'm glad we're on the same page. Sorry, Stevie. I don't like Dak Prescott anyways. Fade, Stevie. (laughs) On to the Offensive Player of the Year, where I think this one's going to get very exciting because I think there are a ton of of great options for this one. And I'm going with the Homer pick. I don't give a fuck. I'm going with Josh Allen. We saw his numbers last year. They were as good as anyone else in the league besides Aaron Rodgers, who was given MVP. And I mean, obviously it's not always given to a quarterback. There's some, a few guys who sneak in and win offensive player of the year and are barely even get any consideration for MVP, which it is what it is. I mean, it's just, the perception of the of the AP like they're the ones who are voting on it not me so I'm going to go off their perception um they're not necessarily taking a QB here but the numbers I think Josh Allen's going to put up because of the offense that he's in and the opportunities he's going to get to just throw the ball all over the yard and with a a coordinator like Brian Dable, who's going to put his guys in the best spot to succeed. He's going to let them run it up in the first half. They're going to want to take some big leads into halftime this season, I think, and just kind of play from, you know, ahead the entire time. And if that's the case, we're going to see him put up some very, very big numbers. So I'd like Allen there 15 to one. It's just too much value not to take Stevie. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to hear me, you know, disagree with that. I love Josh Allen. You could talk me into anything for Josh (laughs) Allen, and I think that's a great pick. But I'm going to go a different direction here. 
you know, the last 10 years, five quarterbacks have won, but five times it's been a position player. So, you know, my strategy is usually I bet a quarterback to win MVP. I take a position player who I think is going to have a monster statistical year as offensive player of the year. And for me, that's Alvin Kamara, the New Orleans Saints. I mean, what else can you say about Alvin Kamara? Four straight years, he's had over 80 receptions. He's never eclipsed over 1,000 rushing yards. I think this is the year he does it. And I think he's that type of dual threat running back that could have that 1,000 rushing yards, 1,000 receiving yards season that really, you know, boosts his chances of winning the award. The Saints, as we saw, you know, in preseason, Jameis looked good. And if Jameis plays like that, they're going to be a very good offense. And without Michael Thomas to start the year, Traquan Smith's with an injury, and Marcus Callaway looked good. But Alvin Kamara is that offense that they're going to ride behind, whether it's receiving or rushing the ball. I think Kamara can get well over 2,000 total yards. And he had 21 touchdowns last year. He's got a career five yards per carry, 8.7 yards per reception. He doesn't need a lot of touches to be elite, but I think this year he will get more touches than he has in his previous four seasons. And at plus 1,600, I think he's the best offensive weapon in football who's not a quarterback. I can't pass that up. You asshole. Stealing my <laughs> pick. Uh, I guess I have to take away the fade Stevie thing from last pick. Um, but, no, yeah, I had Kamara, too. I had the same exact thinking. You go quarterback for MVP, and then you go position player for yeah. offensive player of the year. Three of the last four have been non-QBs. And Kamara just makes all the sense in the world. I thought about McCaffrey there, but Kamara's value compared to McCaffrey, maybe if they were both plus 1,000 or both plus 1,600, I'd lean McCaffrey. But that value jump of 600 extra you know, points, whatever you call it, <laughs> uh, it's just too much for me not to take. Kamara's coming off a 1,600-yard, 21-touchdown season where he missed time. Now he gets a 17-game schedule, going to be even more of a focal point than before. And uh, – <clears throat> uh, yeah, he, he, I just think 2,000 yards, 15 to 20 touchdowns gets him it. And when you looked at Jameis's uh, huge 2019 season, uh, where, not huge, but you know what I mean, he threw a lot yeah. of touchdowns. It's huge, 30-30. Yeah. He, <laughs> no one will ever do it again. He, he targeted the running back a lot that year, and now he's got a real wide receiver running back. I think, you know, Kamara can see a hunt. Yeah, yeah, and LASIK. He can actually see Kamara, so I, I'm all over Kamara there at plus 16. Yeah, as, as long as he didn't have the same surgeon as uh, a one Carter Hutton, I think he's got much better opportunity uh, to hopefully be able to see those guys. But hold on. I got to go back here a little bit. Offensive Rookie of the Year because I was just thinking, I'm like, how did we not mention Jared Patterson? I heard you talking about over five yards per carry. <laughs> What the hell? They got they got betting lines for Panay Sewell and Elijah Vera Tucker to win o- offensive rookie of the year, but not Jared Patterson. What is he this tomfoolery, DraftKings? Uh, oh, just a slap in the face. Uh, How am I supposed to make money? <laughs> it only takes one well, opportunity. America. For Patterson too. One injury, and that's Patterson's backfield. That's all I'm gonna say. There's a there's a great opportunity that he takes over that backfield yep. early on in the season even without an injury, just because yeah. of the way he's getting looks so far. So, you know, if you can get a chance at Jared Patterson, if anyone finds it at their books, put it in and put a $10 in on, on it for me and send it to me and send the Venmo request. Please <laughs> get it in for me. Um, we would love Jarpat to hit that. But let's hop over on the defensive side of the ball where we'll be talking about another UB alum, Khalil Mack, who is a former winner of the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, 
the past few seasons, it's been all Aaron Donald. He's won this award three of the last four seasons, and a defensive lineman has won it seven of the last ten. I kind of think that trend continues, and I'm going to go with someone a little different, someone who hasn't won the award yet, Chase Young. He's had he had seven and a half sacks last year, plus 12 quarterback hits on top of that. The man was getting home, and that Washington football team defense – was elite last year. I don't know if people looked at the numbers. Very good. Uh, and I think they're just going to get better, and Chase Young's going to get even better. We say this a lot about defensive players. It's not necessarily their first season. That's like a runaway great first season, but it's that second, that third-year jump that's huge, and I think Chase Young is bound for that. One of Jared Patterson's good friends from high school football. Hopefully he figures it out and gets it done for the WFT. Meerkat. You think Aaron Donald gets another one, or are we going somewhere else? No more chalk. There are some odds right here that absolutely blow my mind that I'm all over, and it's Darius Leonard, a guy we previously talked about on this show. I mean, it is really just insane for a playmaker like Leonard, the guy who stuffs the stats. Like In his three seasons, he has 400-plus tackles, 15 sacks, seven interceptions, nine forced fumbles. He's just everywhere on the field contributing in every facet of the game at high volume. He is the focal point in that defense. He is the leader of that defense. He's just, you know, earned himself a brand new contract, big, big money that should be fueling him a bit, coming into a year for the Colts where he's going to have to be a leader because, you know, switch a quarterback, there's injuries, but there's high expectations. He's going to be one of those guys now 26 years old where he's going to have to take command, and I hope to see that translate to on the field. He's not obtuse to winning awards either i mean he's a two-time all pro and defensive player a rookie defensive player of the year in just three seasons but the biggest thing with him is he's never played a full season so we can get a full 17 games out of darius leonard this year we're, we're talking about like 160 sacks like three four and 160 sacks all right, so that's 160 <laughs> tackles, Jesus. 160, maybe by the end of his career. I mean, I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised so, if he like, like if he starts to sniff 200 at some point. Yeah, like, like as, if he plays a full 17, like uh, pushing 200 Especially tackles with isn't crazy. Him now. And then throwing a handful of, you know, fumbles, sacks, interceptions there. He's finally a household name. I, I, these odds are just insane to me. Yeah, Meerkat, I like that one. Sign me up for that one, Stevie. You gonna sell us on another bag of goods here? We got some more long shot odds for some big free money. I'm just going shock. I'm sorry. I I have to do he it. Rams, Call this man. bias all you want, but Aaron Donald's won three of the last four years, and he's the oh, best defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the best defensive player on the planet right now. I don't care what you say. He was double teamed over seventy percent of snaps last year, and in those snaps, he finished first in QB pressures, second in sacks, six in tackles for loss fourth in QB hits, third in forced fumbles, and first in QB hurries. And, oh, by the way, he's an interior defensive lineman. He doesn't have the edge rush. He's not on the outside. He's on the inside, and he's making as big of an impact as these edge rushers are. He's been doing it his entire career. He's only missed two games in his entire career, so he never gets hurt. He plays full seasons. As long as he's healthy, I think he wins it again. But I, what I will say, Meerkat, is I absolutely love the Darius Leonard pick. I love the value on that. I, I think that's a very good pick. But I have to take Aaron Donald here. I just can't pass it up. I, I, I think plus 500 is still pretty good odds for Aaron Donald. Yeah, not like an overly over-the-top favorite like we saw with, yeah. uh, I mean, Dak even at plus 
plus 210, I think it was, for comeback player right. of the year. So I guess if you're getting Donald at 5-1, to one, that's not too steep of a price, um, if you will. I mean, when you're looking in terms of value, um, the difference between, you know, betting a Donald versus a, a TJ Watt or a Chase Young is, you know, if you're betting 100, it's only 300 bucks. And, and not I'm the craziest. I'm surprised Miles Garrett's got the same odds as Donald, too. I found that very surprising. Yeah, I think that's more like that public perception with the Browns yeah. and like that yeah. defense having everything kind of figured it out and like, mm. oh, are we, you know, we're going to see that big year out of Baker. We're going to see them, you know, take another step forward. We'll see. I mean, Miles Garrett can be that guy. We, we've yeah. seen, you know, the spurts mm. from him. So we'll see what happens uh, with that defensive player of the year. I think that's going to be a fun one to monitor all season because you never know what could happen. Someone could just go off for like six sacks in the last like three weeks of the season or something and, and end up taking the, the crown away from someone else. But we'll move on to coach of the year for this one. Happened to the sidelines. I mean, Brandon Staley, the favorite there, taking over as the L.A. Rams head coach. Bill Belichick right up there as well. Um, Sean McDermott probably was deserving enough last season, so I don't know if he's going to end up ever getting a coach of the year unless the Bills go undefeated. Um, so I'm staying away from that. Sorry, coach. Um, but I'm going to go with Matt Rule, a guy who has made a quick ascent up the uh, you know the coaching, the coaching rungs of uh, the ladder, if you will. So, uh, you know, he was an assistant at UB, moves up, moves up, gets to Baylor, turns that around quickly. He he kept that Carolina team in a lot of games last year where they should have been absolutely smoked. Five wins last season. If he improves that and gets above 500, I think that's more than enough to get, that, get him coach of the year, especially if he does it with Sam Darnold, different quarterback from last year, and would be sort of a – the revitalization of Darnold's career. So I think when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at storylines and Matt rule has a great opportunity for a big storyline out of there, Stevie. Yeah. I, I actually like that pick a lot and I was going to touch on it for coach of the year. You don't really want to look at the guy who's on the best team, right? The best teams, cause they don't win all the time. It's more so who overachieves and I'm going with someone who I think is going to overachieve again this year, kind of last year because they won the division, but I'm going with Ron Rivera of the Washington football team. He's won this award twice already. And I think that he can get this Washington to the playoffs again. They have a lot of opportunities for big wins. They play the AFC West. They play the Bills. They play the Packers. They play the Seahawks. And if he can get this team to double-digit wins with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the coach behind a really, really – or Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback <laughs> behind a really, really good defense – I think it's hard to pass up on 20 to one odds for him. I will never take for coach of the year as a future, a guy on a very good team. That's why I won't touch McDermott. I won't touch Andy Reid. I won't touch McVay. I won't touch the guys that are on teams that are already established as good teams. But Washington's only a few pieces away from taking the next step. And if they can even get somewhat close to that with Fitzpatrick as their quarterback, I love Rivera 20 to one odds. Plus he's won the award twice already. Yeah, you brought it up. They look for the guys who are looking to overachieve and stuff. I'd love to take McDermott here, but yeah, unless we go like undefeated or win the Super right. Bowl or something, he's not winning it because we're a good team with big expectations. But I'm going with Tyvee here. We agree again. <laughs> I love Matt Rule. He's a guy I like coming in last year. I kept an eye on him because I love uh, PJ Walker, Philip Walker, the backup quarterback there, and Rule's a QB expert. So I thought, you know, maybe that's the match made in heaven there and you know darnold now 
if there's one guy to get the most out of him, it's going to be Rule and this offense. They have some extremely QB-friendly receivers on this team. A decent O-line, but Rule, like I said, is like a QB guru guy who gets the most out of anybody he has under center. Last year, a bit of a rough time, but you know, introducing a new system, coming off of another bad year. They drafted well this year, made some good acquisitions. I don't think wild card is out of the realm of feasibility for this team, even in this tough division with the Saints and the Bucks at the mm-hmm. top. But like I said, they go, they get ten wins this year, nine wins even maybe. But I, I'd say so I think they just need to crack five hundred, and I think yeah. you have a very good chance of winning it. Yeah, and the odds are great there for a, a coach who is going to be a head coach in the NFL for a long time. I think whether it's with Panthers or someone else with Matt Rule. Yep, absolutely. He's just done nothing but coach guys up at every single level. Everywhere he's been at, he's had success. Even when he was an assistant at UB, that was when UB started winning. I think it was back in 2007, 2008, right around that time. So, I mean, the dude's got the pedigree, and he, he has been a proven winner and been able to get guys at the quarterback position who aren't the most talented to have success. So if he's, he's able to do that again, then – like I said, storyline is the big thing with Coach of the Year, and I think Matt Rule brings a great opportunity to win it because of that. But let's hop over to the biggest award of them all, the most valuable player, not the MVP. Sorry, guys. I know a lot of you guys think it's the MVP. It's the MVP. <clears throat> and for this one, you got Patty Mahomes right there as the big favorite at plus 500 and quarter only three non-quarterbacks have won the MVP in the last 20 seasons. It does not happen very often. And you look at all these names up here, you don't see a non-quarterback player until Christian McCaffrey there at 40 to one. I think it has to be a quarterback. I'm not going to take any of the favorites here. Uh, yes, I'll probably throw some money at Josh Allen. I gave him as my offensive player of the year, so I'm not going to go with him here. But I'm going to go with uh, another young quarterback because I think they a lot of times take a big ascent and end up uh, you know, in their play and do it over a full season after usually most of the time you know, playing themselves into a lineup. They take a huge step forward, and I think Justin Herbert last year, I think he's doing – Two, over 270 yards per game. Give me that for a 17-game season here. And some improvement with a little bit more competent coaching. They're going to win some games there in L.A. in that beautiful new stadium. And all the recipe for success for Justin Herbert is there. I think he's going he's gonna to do it. I don't know if he's going to win MVP, but he's going to be up there in consideration. Well, he at least should be with um, the amount they're going to be passing the ball as well. So Justin Herbert's going to be a guy I'm throwing money on, Stevie. I mean, Ty, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I love the Herbert pick. That's who I was going to go with, too. I also, Josh Allen and Herbert are the two are my favorite, but we're going to talk about Josh Allen anyway. So I was like, oh, I'll talk about Herbert. They won't bring him up. Of course, Ty does. And you touched on it. He's in a perfect situation. New coach, great weapons around him, improved offensive line, and it's the year two. We saw what? Mahomes win the MVP in his second year. Lamar Jackson win the MVP in his second year. Allen took a big step up in his second year. Kyler Murray took a step up in his second year. These QBs, you know, that have the experience, that second year they take a jump. I think the Chargers are going to take a jump as a team. I love Staley as a head coach. I love the defense now that it's healthy, the offense, everything. It's just 
built for a recipe for success for Herbert. And not to mention, too, he plays in the AFC West. If the Chargers somehow overtake the Chiefs, that makes his chances of winning MVP that much better. I love Herbert at 18-1. to That was going to be my pick. You stole it, Ty. But you know what? I don't care. It's a great pick. <laughs> Yeah, I love the Herbert pick. Um, I like Justin Herbert a lot. Ty B knows mostly because of cards. <laughs> uh, I'm, in, I'm invested in a Justin Herbert. Emotionally we'll That's invested. What, exactly. Yeah, a little financially too. So I, we need him to have a big year, an MVP season out of him. I'll take that all day. And, of course, we'd all love to take Josh Allen here. He's uh, got good odds at plus 1,200. Um, but we, we can't all just take Josh Allen. You know, we, yeah, we're trying to will. give you guys some variety <laughs> here, but we, yeah, no, we, we still will. But I, I'm going with Matt Stafford at plus 1800. Uh, it's, it, I know Stevie was like, uh, he likes it because, you know, he's a Rams homer. We all know that, but it's a little, it's a little weird for a guy who's never won an MVP vote. And I just think there's so much going on with him. He's coming into a good situation after finally getting out of Detroit. He's got that chip on his shoulder without getting the MVP vote. And then, you know, you look at this year, too, with some of the money being placed on guys. Stafford's got the second most money, not amount of bets, second most money placed on him so far, behind Patrick Mahomes, who's like fourth in amount of bets placed. So makes you think of a little sharp action going on there. But he's got a massive arm. I mean, he's thrown for 5,000 yards and 40-plus touchdowns in a season now. Oh, he's yeah. got every opportunity to do that again. I know they got Sony Michelle, Daryl Henderson, but running back's still a bit of a question mark without Cam Akers there. Sean McVay loves his quarterbacks, and now he doesn't have the guy who he needs the baby and, you know, cater to win and produce. I, I can't wait to see Matt Stafford to Robert Woods. I think it's going to be amazing. I think he's finally, because he's never got these MVP votes, I think he's finally got a chance to get them because he's going to win, finally, for the first time in his career. He's coming into a great team that's been winning with Jared Goff the past few years. It's like, what, 32 regular season wins the past three years with him? That's crazy. You have Matt Stafford instead. I mean, you're talking about multiple Super Bowl runs for the Rams, in my opinion. So, you know, you look at their schedule, too. Incredibly easy for pass defense schedule. He's going to be eating this year. Give Matty Stafford, Matty, the real Matty Ice, the, the credit he deserves, <laughs> plus 1,800. I like it. I, I do like no that point. I have yeah, no I, complaints, man. <laughs> it's it's a great option there, especially because when when you're thinking about it too, think about Mahomes and Allen more than likely. I think they're going to be running away with their divisions, so there's a good chance the two of them end up sitting possibly even two games this year with the season being extended to 17 games. So if that's the case, uh, guys like Herbert and potentially Stafford and some of these other names who are going to be fighting for a playoff position, um, you know, getting those extra two games are going to be a, a huge difference and could – be the difference between winning the MVP and not. So make sure you guys take that into consideration when you're trying to put in some of these futures as well. And we got only one future left, the Super Bowl winner. Can't take anyone else but the Buffalo Bills for my first one. We don't even got to talk about them. We all know how good they are offensively, defensively, and they continue to retool without losing uh, very, very much. Even the weapons you did lose, you directly replaced them for the most part. So, my secondary teams, I got two right at the same price. I'm going with the Chargers and the Titans, um, both at 30 to one here. I'm just looking at value. Um, yes, you have you know your your front runners there, but I just don't think the value is there with so much craziness that can happen throughout a regular season. For all we know, Patrick Mahomes could go down on uh, Thursday night on the third snap, 
and then your your Super Bowl future is gone the entire season. Um, I mean, it could obviously happen with the Chargers or the Titans, but looking at these teams, I think they're both built pretty well to win and to win in the postseason. Two pretty good defenses. Both teams can get after the quarterback. Well, Titans were a good defense. Last year took a big step back. Hopefully retooling there can help them. Um, but both of them have guys who can get after the quarterback, and that's going to be the biggest thing. You add Bud Dupree to the Titans. I really like that addition. Um, Chargers with Bosa and uh, Ingram and all those other guys. It's just a very, very, very scary defense. Um, if you're able to figure things out and win games there with the Chargers, uh, games that they have lost over the past few seasons, we've saw Anthony Lynn give games away with his poor uh time management and his bad fourth down decisions and everything else and for me with the titans that offense just continues to keep chugging along so if that defense can figure things out there they can really really make a big push if they can play consistently on that side of the ball but boys what do you like here for your super bowl winners so you brought up the bills because I, I, I got I picked one AFC one NFC and my AFC is the bills. I know you said oh, just we got it, but like <laughs> it, it, for this, I haven't been going homer picks at all really, and this isn't a homer pick. I really think the Buffalo Bills are incredible value to win the Super Bowl this year. Second in the AFC at plus a thousand behind the Chiefs, who we were two and a half quarters away from being in the Super Bowl last year. We looked good to start against the Chiefs. Things fell off obviously, but now. We have the same team coming back that just won 13 games and was in that AFC championship game. We have Josh Allen under a new deal. Other guys inked up, so you don't have that looming over you. You know what your future is and holding for you. And then you, you add weapons, if anything, for Allen. You add depth all over the field because, you know, injuries at time last year hurt us, especially on defense. And now you got these guys back. Uh, a piece like Starla Tula coming back is going to prove massive for this defense compared to some of the performances we saw last year. So it's really not just a homer pick for me. I think the Buffalo Bills are probably the best AFC value. The Chiefs have plus 500 for a Super Bowl. I don't like that at all. I know it's obvious to pick them, but there's a lot of places where the Chiefs are lacking this year. They lost some guys. They they didn't have the best offseason. This roster isn't constructed that well where the Bills is. I think if it's not this year, it's in the next couple of years we really surpass them. But at plus a thousand, I'm all over it. And then my NFC pick, uh, I can't take the Bucks at plus six hundred. I know <laughs> they brought back their entire roster too, and I love Bruce Arians. Don't get me wrong, and some of the players on that team, but another odds just not worth it. So I'm going with the Green Bay Packers at plus thirteen hundred. The Packers are just good. They're a good team. You saw them uh, how they progressed in. Uh, 2019 from 6 and 10 to 13 and 3, everybody's like, oh my god, they are going to regress so badly in 2020. No, if they go 13 and 3 again, Aaron Rodgers wins an MVP. Then you have all the speculation this offseason with Rodgers retiring, getting traded, all of that. Nope, he came back. He's. I think this is a fuck you tour from Aaron Rodgers. He got what he wanted. He wants to win. He wouldn't be coming back if he wasn't ready to win another Super Bowl, if he didn't want another Super Bowl or MVP. So this team is stacked. I think they drafted very well. They didn't lose any major pieces this offseason. Christian Kirksey and Corey Lindsley, all right. Kirksey, I get, but Lindsley, they replaced in the draft of Josh Myers in the second round. They get Eric Stokes to put across from Jair Alexander to make that secondary, which was their weakest asset last year. A lot more, you know, lockdown than it was. And Amari Rodgers, another weapon for Aaron Rodgers because everyone hates his receivers. So I love the Packers this year at plus 13. 
before we move on, Meerkat, breaking news, Emily Bates just uh, declared he's going to Memphis. Oh, okay. That's a big surprise. But Stevie, back to football. Who do you got for the Super Bowl? He's got to go Rams-Bills, right? He's a homer. I, yeah, yeah that's, uh, I, I, we don't even need to hear what he has to I actually really liked your Chargers angle tie. I think that's a really good one. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Browns from the AFC. And then the main reason here is I don't think there was any team in the NFL that added more in the offseason than the Browns did. I mean, you look on defense. They added John Johnson, Jadavian Clowney, Troy Hill, Tack McKinley. They drafted Greg Newsome, JOK. Uh, their defense is loaded, not to mention you have Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward all there. And they're very good on the other side of the ball. Their offensive line could be top five in football this year. Odell Beckham's healthy. You got Jarvis, Landry, Higgins, and all the best running back combo in the NFL with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. It all comes down to Baker Mayfield. You know, can he do well in this offense? And last year, he kind of improved as the season went on. His interceptions decreased from 13 the previous year. He had 21 down to eight. He looked like a more comfortable quarterback in the role they had him playing. And I think that's all he really needs with this team to get to the Super Bowl. Of course, I love the Bills at 10 to 1. And the Chiefs, in my mind, are still the best team in football, but I'm never taking anything at 5 to 1. So I love the value on the Browns at 1,600. And then the NFC for me is just a crapshoot because there's not one team I'm in love with in the NFC. The Buccaneers are the best team. They have, you know, Tom Brady, the stacked defense, the stacked offense, but I'm not taking a team at plus 600. So you know what? I'll be the homer. I'll just take the Rams at plus 1400. It's the Matthew Stafford upgrade. I have to do it. I can't. And I told you, Ty, before the show, too, the other teams I really like from the NFC, I love the Seahawks at plus 2,200, but I'm not going to come on this show and hype up the Seahawks. And I love the 49ers. If you have, you know, Trey Lance come in and he actually plays to what his ceiling could be. But I have to take the Rams at 1,400. I know they lost a lot on defense, but they still have a lot of young pieces that played really well last year. They got Ramsey and Donald. Everything else will fall into place. And the biggest difference is you're going from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. Jared Goff was the worst quarterback under pressure, yards per attempt and rating. Stafford's top five in both. McVay is going to be able to have that creative type of offense he ran the first couple years before everyone figured out how to stop Jared Goff. I like the receivers. They'll figure out the running back situation. I do like Sony Michelle acquiring him today, but I I, I like the Seahawks too at twenty plus twenty two hundred. But I'm yeah. I have to take the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, looking at that NFC West, it's weird. I don't think the 49ers should be in that teen range the, right. between like the Ravens, Rams, Browns. I don't think they're in that that grouping. I think they're more closer to the Saints, Titans, Chargers grouping just because of that question mark at quarterback. I don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G at quarterback, but could trade Lance's ceiling get you there? It could. It really could, but he could come in and he could also shit the bed right away near one, and he could you know, take some developmental time throughout the season before he puts things together. So they're a huge question mark for me, so that's why I would not bet them for a Super Bowl winner. Find some teams with some proven – uh, commodity with some, you know, moves that they've made for improvement, whether it's at the coaching uh, draft or through free agency. I think that's what you really need to be targeting because just getting those favorites five to six to one, you're probably going to be able to get them that later on in the season um, yeah. or even heading into the playoffs at that number. So getting them at that before the season, 
not your best option. Try to get some of those other teams whose numbers are just going to shrink throughout the year. Yep, I couldn't agree more with you. There's yep. a lot of value on this board. Super Bowl is one of the hardest things to pick every yeah. year. I, I don't think it's chalk this year. I don't think we see Chiefs Bucks again by any. I'd put money Especially with a lot the of money on it back. not being that matchup. Yeah, home field I, advantage. And you know, yeah. I, I just love the Bills this year. I know it's dumb, <laughs> um, but yeah, whatever. We're and, all and, gonna we're all gonna get off this call and pretty much just go into our rooms and fantasize about a Bills Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure. At least I didn't pick the Bills. <laughs> To not win the Super Bowl like Stevie. <laughs> First he goes Bills not to win the Super Bowl, then Homer in the NFC. Whoa, whoa, I mean, whoa. no, no, no. You talked about the Bills, Meerkat. I had to bring someone else up. And you I basically the said the Browns roster. are going to destroy the Bills. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to run through the Bills, Stevie. I don't know about you, man. I, I also said I like the Seahawks value too, and that, that is the division rival. Absolutely. But well, that'll pretty much wrap it up for us here. Make sure you guys uh, get over and stay tuned for all of our other content. Follow Meerkat over on Twitter at MeerkatCat. He's got a ton of stuff coming out throughout the week. And Meerkat, what are you working on now? Anything anything big for this next week? We got a, we got a new little daily pick thing coming out. It's just going to be every day but Wednesdays because Wednesdays are dedicated to free money football. And, yeah, just a nice little 30-second daily pick video. Expect those coming at you. We got a lot of things planned, though. Maybe a college football show coming up with us, boys. We got football oh, yeah. season upon us. We got hockey rapidly incoming, NBA rapidly incoming as well. So many things coming. We're going to have a lot of stuff planned for you guys. Big things, big picks, big wins. Winners, lots of free money. Absolutely, Meerkat. We're getting into the perfect time to get all in on Degenerate Danger Zone. So make sure you follow us over at Degenerate Zone. We're going to be coming out with tons of content all the time. If you're watching this over on Twitter, make sure you guys retweet and share and you know send in some of your picks. What are you guys feeling? What picks are you you guys liking? And if you're watching over on YouTube, yeah, comment in some of your picks as well. Where are you putting your money? And make sure you guys like and subscribe. But Stevie. What do you got going on this week? I know you and I will be talking some uh, fantasy baseball here. We got playoffs coming up, September call-ups, and a bunch bunch more. Yeah, we got a lot of fantasy going on. We got baseball, and then we got football coming up too. And I can't wait for fantasy football because not only will we have you know the weekly show where we talk about each game, but we'll have a little DFS action for you too because that is what I said is where you really can make your money in the football mm-hmm. season is those DFS contests. We'll give you all those budget guys to go for. I can't wait for football season, Ty. We're only a couple weeks away. A ton of content coming on DDZ, Trainwreck Fantasy, Trainwreck Sports, everywhere. It's going to be a fun fall. Oh, absolutely. Trainwrecksports.com will be absolutely popping. So make sure you guys get on there. Familiarize yourself with that. We're going to be having a ton more and hopefully a bunch of live events for Bills games and NFL Sundays. We're working out all the kinks on that. So make sure you guys stay tuned for details on that. For myself, Ty B, Meerkat, and Stevie, make sure you get out there. Go get that free money. Good night.